Y'all ready? We ready. Showroom, y'all ready? Hello, hello, welcome back to Delicious Tears. I'm your host, The Solution, where I'll be talking about a couple of topics for the next 30 to 60 minutes. Now, remember, you can catch Delicious Tears on the Anchor app if you download it. Also, Spotify, Spreaker, Shoutcast, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple, all that stuff. If you can't find it, simply Google it. It will come up, okay? Y'all know I use two different logos. Sometimes I use memes to get your attention for these topics now today's topic is called politics and bovine excrement for some of you know um i really didn't curse for some years and um as of recently i've i guess when i retired i've started to include some uh, colorful language <laughs> but in this case i'll go with um bovine excrement in politics or in reverse politics and bovine estimates. So with the election of President Joe Biden, whose platform is simply to um, run counter to what Donald Trump did, and you'll be successful because that's what Republican voters did with Donald Trump. Trump merely ran counter to President Obama's policies. Now, here's the thing with uh, Joe Biden. He basically captured lightning in a bottle. You had... COVID, well, you have COVID-19 ravaging this country. Um, rest in peace to people I know who have passed from it. Um, my serious, my sincerest, deepest condolences about that. I never make light of that at all. You know, conspiracy theories abound. Um, I really don't like when people like to talk about it when you're fully aware that people have passed and you want to lump it into a conspiracy. But I digress. He ran on a number of social platforms and two of these things is the immigration policy of Donald Trump and counter to it. Of course, we know we have the uh, horrible situation at the border that has been going on for several years. Now, let's get into an historical context of what happened at the border. We, we talk about these um, detainment centers, these detention centers and the uh, quote unquote children in cages and children being separated from parents and people who were uh, devout Trump followers said, well, this was an Obama policy. Now, let's be clear. Let's look at this policy. That policy of detainment was a policy of deterrence. You ever had rules that you have no intention of implementing, but you have to have it there just so people know this is what could happen. It's kind of like disciplining your kids. You won't do it, but you know you're fully within your power to do it. So that's where the detainment policy came from. Now, as, as a, a, a senior leader, a senior executive of any corporation, any entity and body, you don't make decisions by yourself. You have a cabinet, you have a team, you have a party, and these are the quote unquote experts for your plans and policies and way forward. There's a problem. They come up with at least three courses of actions that you can implement to remedy the problem. You can simply do nothing or you can use uh, um, an amalgamation of all three to come up with the solution. And you say, hey, this is what's gonna work best for the people, for the company and the way forward. Well, these people don't always come up with the best situations. 
but you as a senior leader aren't responsible for coming up with every decision. A lot of people don't understand politics where they think the person in charge, their uh, decisions are clear and final. No, it does not work like this, okay? This is not a monarchy where uh, you know the, the president comes up with everything. You have executive orders and you have laws. Executive orders can be overturned after the tenure of the president by the new incoming president. Understand that. A lot of people don't get that. So back to the uh, the border situation. And once again, another historical context. A lot of um, Mexican-Americans were in uproar saying, how could this happen in this country? This has never happened again. Ah, ah, ah. Now, I'm not giving you an element of uh, divisiveness, uh, division at all. I'm simply educating you on the fact because you have not lived this. This is not your history, okay? And you probably weren't taught this or you were glanced over. No, this happened to African-Americans, melanated people, black people for hundreds of years. Families being ripped apart and sold, okay? Sold like a car, like a house, property, chattel. So when I mentioned this uh, a couple of years ago, on a social media platform, I had no less than four to five Mexican-American people that I knew that stopped following me. So that kind of shows you how people think. So I, I wanna say, um, B.B. Moore Campbell wrote a book that says, your blues ain't like mine. Okay, understand that. There's this thing called empathy. And this was a moment to empathize. And some people, missed it now i know i just triggered a bunch of people right here but if you don't know your history you're doomed to repeat it now when you talk about the constructs of racism to truly be racist means that you have to have some form of power if not you're just discriminating okay you're just a bigot you must possess some form of control over a minority element to truly be racist. So a lot of you don't understand the difference between racism and discrimination and prejudice, okay? Ideologies, a way of thinking, policies, systems. Now I can say that because I did that work for several years in the military, combating that. And yes, the military has a lot of problems. You saw with the capital insurrection, a lot of people were uh, military affiliated in that mob of idiots. But anyway, okay, there has been um, nearly 100,000 apprehensions at the border since uh, President Joe Biden was elected. So what's with the spike? What happened is under the Trump administration, the borders were closed pretty much. Slow trickle of immigrants allowed in, people being detained. Joe Biden said, you know something, we're not going to put up with the atrocities that were carried out by um, ICE and the Border Patrol and these elements that were detaining um, immigrants, excuse me, migrants, and um, separating families. We're not going to do that. So the people that heard that, they aren't going to research exactly what he was talking about because he doesn't have to regurgitate the full policy. It is on you 
to understand what his policy going forward was going to be. That created a surge of migrants headed to the border. They say, oh, they're gonna open the border. We can flee our countries, uh, the atrocities that are going on in our countries. We're gonna flee that and head to the US. They'll let us all in. That's lay person thinking. That, that is somebody who is in distress, under a lot of duress and saying there's got to be a better way. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get out of the situation. They're not going to research exactly what happened. It just seemed like an opportunity and they risked it all and ran for it. That's why the spike is there. Okay. There's a way to fix it. Now, back to historical context. The problems we have at the border from the migrants who have come from Honduras, Nicaragua, Guatemala, these are the majority of the migrants that are headed to the border. So why these three particular countries? So I love a show called Snowfall, love it. And here's why I love the show Snowfall, because of the CIA, the drug dealers, AKA the CIA in the eighties, destabilized Central America with the Iran Contra scandal. Drugs for weapons. Drugs pushed into disenfranchised communities. The melanated communities. To fund the weapons. To say we don't want a bastion of communism in Central America. So, hmm. Who don't we care about? Who's a, a, a leech on society and resources according to us? The disenfranchised community, melanated people, brown people. That's why we have this problem. You created this government of the United States. Own it. You have to do something. Man, you got Joint Task Force Bravo and all that stuff down in Honduras that's been going on for ages. But from a social construct, you've done very little to address the problems of the people. And of course you have the, the gangs and the rampant uh, criminal activity in a lot of these countries because these are failed states. You have installed uh, political leaders who were imbeciles. And you almost did that to Panama. Almost did that to Panama. Now, <laughs> you train Manuel Noriega. Manuel said, screw y'all. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. I'm a sovereign country. I'm the president of a sovereign country and you leave him the drug dealer and criminal because Manuel stopped complying. Now you got the U.S. who controls uh, the the most important uh, water highway, if you will, on the planet, the Panama Canal, that had a hundred year lease on it. Manuel knew you were about to get out of there because of the lease. The U.S. had bases scattered all over the Panama Canal because they had to make sure strategically they could control that and you started a, a conflict in the man's country because he was non-compliant look that up so what does he do okay what does he do so in spite of a court order to reunite all children with their family 600 children remain disconnected from their parents primarily because locating parents were deported but their kids have been extremely difficult now Joe Biden created a, a Homeland Security Task Force to address this. All right, so currently, as of this morning, there are 4,200 unaccompanied children 
or now detained at the border. And you gotta watch the outlets that you read. I pulled this from Yahoo. Now I'm seeing the same numbers, but a different narrative from different outlooks. Now I tell you all, all the time, you need to read them all. Even if you don't agree with them, read them all. If the numbers match up and the incidents match up, but the narrative and the spin is different, you will see what's happening here. You're being programmed. All right. I read Yahoo, CNN, CSNBC, MSNBC, um, CNN, excuse me, MSNBC, Bloomberg, you name it. I read them all because they all have their own, uh, you know, commitments to narratives. And I want to see what they're talking about. Okay. That's why you wrote that way. Got it. You lean this way. You lean right. You lean left. Okay. You play it down the middle. AP News is pretty much my finality. Al Jazeera. No, that's not a terrorist news agency. Idiots. Um, the British Broadcasting Corporation. They don't care. They just report it. Okay. And that's all I tell you all. I don't make the news. I just report it. So it's it's this this issue that uh, Biden has inherited. Okay has inherited so you know a lot of people all oh, the kids are in cages understand people now you know I'm, I'm not here being dismissive of it at all but i'm saying uh, gee we do forget right we do forget this country's horrible history when it comes to people of color we conveniently forget i'm going to remind you it's happening again okay but you can't say, well, <laughs> I'm not of those people, so it doesn't matter to me. It's not my problem. No, I, I need you to garner some empathy and understand what's going on out here. So I always tell you all with politics, same snake, different fang. Okay. Now, another platform that Joe Biden ran on is the student loan forgiveness. Erasing student loan debt. Now, once again, from historical context, let me let me enlighten you all i like to say educate i like to say enlighten you because i i want you to go and look this up do your research people okay do your research i'm going to tell you this i'm going to bring forth the information and i want you to break out that smartphone and get smart back in the 60s you could graduate 60s and 70s you can graduate from high school and have a well-paying job take care of your family from high school, good work. Then you had certain high schools, vocational, technical high schools, that taught you a skilled trade that allowed you to go out into the workforce just ready. Apprenticeship, certification, whatever it is. Now I'm biased to a Voltec high school because I graduated from one. I spent three years studying drafting because I had designs on being, all puns intended, an architect, a mechanical architect, okay? Doing things like that, orthographic projections, designing homes, all that stuff. I wanted to do that. But um, the late, great, amazing Crystalline Bowie, my principal, and Mr. Jim Guani said, No, that's not what you're going to do. You were born with something, you have a voice. We're going to cultivate your vocal talent and get you out of this. Yes, I used to be shy. Get you out of this, and you're going to pursue something else. Now, at my high school, we had young ladies at the time because I can't recall any males going into this field. You could graduate from a high school as a licensed practical nurse. 
no technical school, no associate applied sciences, garnering debt, using your Pell Grants and state grants. No, 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 no. no. You were going out into the workforce as a licensed practical nurse, a step below a registered nurse. As an 18 year old woman at the time that I saw, because I didn't see any males, all right, we're talking about the mid 90s here. That's serious. But during my time of the 90s and 80s, it was go to college, go to college. I was being pushed towards college. I could not get into the uh, radio, TV, and broadcasting and the film industry coming out of high school at the time. I know there's some schools that offer programs like that, but but still, when they look at your body of work and your accreditation and you know your education, stuff like, oh, you did that in high school? No, that's not enough. Okay, they gave you an interest, they didn't teach you enough. But that's not true, because there's been a premium based upon on secondary education, and with that comes student loans for 90% of students who attend secondary education, they're gonna need loans. So these guaranteed loans, no matter what your credit is or lack thereof, your parents um, you know, sign off on you being the benefactor, that's a problem. So now you're graduating in four years, four to six years, whatever your program is, and you're going out to the workforce and you think you're gonna be making all this money. They say, nope. We're going to take X amount of your salary every month for the next 20 something years. And now you're strapped and this is going to go on your credit report. See that the secondary effects of student loans is what people don't like to talk about. And I remember being on a social media platform with uh, some of my peers from the time I went to high school and there were a lot of women bragging about their degrees. And I said, um, okay, that's great. A lot of registered nurses, shout out to the nurses, I'm from a family of nurses. But these particular females, I have no familiar connections to, they were bragging and basically rubbing in their nursing degrees to um, a lot of the males within that group who were blue collared men, but doing well. But you know the difference between those blue collared men and those degreed women? The blue collar men were making more money and take home pay than the degreed women because they didn't have student loans. Within that group, there were businessmen, all right? I, I know a guy, he owns his own body repair, well, his own uh, auto shop, and he does well. Shout out to Dante. Right. Uh, another guy had a transportation company and was doing well. Shout out to Bernard, all right? Electricians, shout out to Marlon. Mark, these guys didn't have degrees at the time, but doing well, thriving. But yet you had that element, not all these women, but that element of women thumbing their nose at these men because they decided to use what was taught in high school at our vocational technical high school and pursue that as a ways and means in life. They were thriving with no student loans, none. None. You got your associates, you got your bachelor's, you got your master's, and now you have $112,000 in student loan debt. Let's have that conversation, people. So let's go back to the policy of the platform, pardon me, of what Joe Biden ran on. 
he says student loan forgiveness, 50K. Now, let me tell you something. If you have 112, I just use that random number. <laughs> and it's actually a definitive number, but I'm not going to put your business out there, young lady, because you pop slick to me and you didn't know what my background was. I've never paid for anything but a parking pass with my degrees. Okay? A parking pass. In all the years I've been going to school, but I joined the military, but you frowned upon that too. But you're the one with the student loan debt. Okay? Come on now. Come on now. And that's that's another topic in itself. You know, the whole educated woman versus the blue collared man thing. Yeah. The college degreed woman. That's another topic. I probably do that. Because that's come up a couple of times. Yeah, near and dear. But anyway, um, if you had that 112K in student loan debt and you had 50K written off, that would do wonders for you. And you know it would. Because that is a little over 40%, about 40% of your debt being erased versus you chipping away and doing deferments and getting out of default and stuff like that. And see, this is the conversation uh, that a lot of these women that talk about their degrees don't want to talk about. If you do, shout out to women and say, hey, these student loans are kicking my apple sugar sweet. Appreciate you. You're keeping it real. But those who like to fly with my master's and my bachelor's and I got a certification in this and you are dying. You aren't living the life you thought you were because you were chasing that document. People, there's a shortage of skilled professionals out there. There's a shortage of plumbers, electricians, diesel mechanics, auto body repair types, computer technicians, network technicians. These jobs don't need degrees. Some certifications, but a certification is far more cheaper than a degree. And some states are paying for this because they know we have been pushing college on students for so long. College isn't for everybody. And it does not mean you can't carve out a nice life for yourself without a degree. But that dream has been pushed on our students. Now, me personally, I, I have been fortunate to use my athletic prowess. All right. I wasn't amazing, but I was good enough. My time in the military to be able to grab degrees without paying, without the student loan debt to kick my feet up and not have to worry about it. because I made sacrifices. So you say, well, you played sports. How's that sacrifice? Well, you were out having a great time. I was practicing. I was competing. I had to work a little harder in the classroom where you got C's and that was okay. All right. If I get a C, that means I'm in danger of possibly being academically ineligible to compete. And when I'm in college, I can't work. You can get a job to have fun and stuff like that. So my collegiate experience was far different, you know, when I was a student athlete versus the other students. I, I didn't have much personal time. And that's why I walked away from it. It was not what I thought it was going to be. All right. Do I have any regrets for it? No, because look what I'm doing now. It is 8.13 a.m. here, Central Standard Time. You know, doing this. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing a podcast. 
So I've, I've managed to do that. And that's not rubbing in your face. It's just, there's different paths to success. So that 50K uh, that Joe Biden, later on when he got elected, and this is how politicians work, he got your attention. He knew that that younger generation was going to jump on that. Oh, 50K? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll vote for him. This is killing me. This is killing me. Now, the military has student loan forgiveness already, so it's not a new idea. But people are like, oh, this is a socialist program. This is going to cost so much. But you, people who oppose this, have been supported by these banks and these colleges who have run amok with the increasing rise of uh, the astronomical rise of student loan is insane okay where you have other countries where college is free why because that's an investment in their society an educated society thrives you have lower crime look at all these countries that have free secondary education in their crime because they know opportunity is there yes it costs but it costs to have a productive safe society you have to invest in your people Oh, that's socialism. Now, I'm not big on socialism because a lot of times socialism fails. Look at Venezuela. Okay? Look at Venezuela. Doesn't work well. Sounds good in the beginning, but if it's not managed properly and is I've yet to see it properly managed, it, it doesn't work. So with these countries that are thriving with they use elements of the socialist kind, con- you know, uh, concept to um, help their people, such as universal health care and education should be free. So it's perfectly okay for the majority of people to be uneducated and unhealthy because the uh, middle class and wealthy can afford it. Sounds like a monarchy to me. It does. It's not even the have-nots and haves. And have sums. Zaj, <laughs> you got it or you don't. So Biden has said, no, I didn't say that. And here we go. And they are tearing him a new one for this. So what the, the Democrats have done is said, you know something, Mr. President? That's cool. We could push this forward without you. You know, thank you. Thank you for being our Democratic president. But uh, this right here, we're going to push this forward without you. Because um, you you kind of stepped on your ears, and this this is not good for you. Okay. So uh, <laughs> you, you want to hear the number on student loan for the citizens of the United States? A trillion dollars in federally backed student loan debt is held by forty three million Americans. 43, you know, matter of fact, let's do some math on that. I'm curious. It's been a long time since I, I, I typed a trillion. Yeah, okay. Uh, wow. When last time you did math with a trillion? So, um, <laughs> wow, 
that that's insane that's insane If I'm doing it again because um, I, I messed up the numbers. <laughs> so, 40, the, the average American that has student loan debt has $43,000 in student loan, according to that number. All right, 43000 So, sorry, right there. 50K gets rid of that for the average American. The average American has 43000 according to those numbers. Okay. Now, According to a recent report, only 32 borrowers have received forgiveness via the government's income-driven repayment plans that promises to start after. Th 32 people? 32 people out of 43 million? I would like to meet these people. Please put them in a room. I want to talk to you. So, they, they, the Dems have been calling for this since um, the executive order in September. And um, they asked President Biden to do so. They, they're ramping it up a little bit. So Elizabeth Warren, Senator Warren, knows that forgiveness through executive orders opposed to legislation's purpose because it gets done quickly and gets done without having to go through the usual budgeting process. Now, the thing about, I told you about the executive order. It's only valid during the tenure of the president, but it can be done quickly. He can merely just sign off on that. So if this happens, and you have student loan debt, do not wait, okay? You jump on it early because you know the red tape and everything, you're getting the program rolling and all that stuff. At least you're in the system if this happens. You start early, okay? So if you're somebody that's having $200 taken out of your paycheck and you know what $200 could do for you as far as quality of life, you wanna jump on this. If you're somebody that has $500 taken out of your paycheck, every month whether you like it or not and you can't dictate how much you want to pay you can defer so it's delaying the obvious you want to jump on this now all right so the uh with this they, they wanted this embedded in the stimulus package and uh the republicans in either chamber the senate and uh the house of representatives they didn't support this at all and it, this is what it came down to it, it's just um it wasn't our plan that's what the hold up was yes the people need it but it wasn't our plan so we don't like it okay so you look at this cancel five thousand dollars in debt the percentage of totally fairly held debt erased would be 13.8 percent the cost of the u.s government would be 207 billion so to cancel 50,000 per person who has student loan debt, 80% of borrowers would have their debt erased. The percentage of totally federally held debt erased would be 60.9% and it would cost a trillion, one trillion forty-nine billion dollars to be exact. So yeah. And it remaining would be 451 billion. And you know what it is that these banks don't like this. Okay, these loaners don't like this. It, it, it just it's the right thing to do because it helps your people. And once again, um, Senator Schumer said, uh, "Add it would be much harder to do legislative as we 
have not seen our Republican colleagues jump at this opportunity. Getting this done is the most important thing a president can do with the flick of a pen. That's the quickest, easiest, best way to do it. If he doesn't do it, we'll pursue other options. Because remember, the Democrats hold the, the majority in the Senate. So stuff can move through. That's what it's all about. Remember I told you, the, the more uh, important election really is the senatorial and the House of Representative, Representative elections, okay? You really need to pay pay attention to who is representing you, not the person at the top, because the person at the top has to be in concert with an answer to Congress, okay? That's just the way it works. That's how democracy, the capitalist democracy of the United States works. So please send any questions, comments, concerns, retorts, messages to me at the delicious tears podcast at gmail.com. Or if you know me personally, you know how to reach me. I love to have those topics. I appreciate you all for sending those in. Once again, some of the topics I've been getting aren't really for my platform. Some of the racier topics. I'm, I'm staying away from that. Um, there's too many people doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm here for something else. Okay. I might skirt along that, but that's not my platform. We're just kind of um, inundated with those type of platforms. You're doing that. Shout out to you. Just not my thing. I've done it before. It gets limited. Trust me. So with this, this works. Um, and I do appreciate uh, someone who asked me, have you talked about this? I said, no, we know you get a little political at times and stuff like this, but I don't do it from, um, a party perspective. This isn't partisan at all. This is just the information. And I told you all I'm using several different media outlets to bring you this information. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to the devout listeners and supporters of the podcast. You can donate to the podcast via anchor dollar two dollars whatever it is to keep it going as you know the sound and quality of the podcast has in increased dramatically so um, i'd like to thank you all who have supported and those behind the scenes who have supported the infrastructure podcast as well i appreciate you hey man i love y'all i really do for supporting this those you look forward to they're giving the feedback we chop it up you know if you send me something i do respond back to you you, you know that i do respond to people that send me um you know topics or feedback i appreciate you all them listening but this all can be fixed if we do what just be a better human and i'm out of here the solution